0: Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 68. It's good to be back in the swing of things. Vin,
1: we're on a roll. Oh, we certainly are. We're heating up, as they would say in NBA Jam. Ooh, baby. Uh, we had Tiffany Beveridge on the, 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 on the show. She's the, she queen of, uh, she's the daughter of um, of, uh, of Donald Beveridge, who owns PepsiCo. <laughs> That's not true. It's a bit. But she is a copywriter and a blogger and now an author and the proprietor of a hilarious oh, so originally p- Pinterest platform, uh quinoa. Yeah, my imaginary well-dressed toddler daughter. Fantastic. Worth checking out before you listen to this. It gives a lot more context. So funny.
0: And what were we talking about, Ben? Because I mean, that project for her is an outlet.
1: Absolutely. And we were talking about outlets. And what they mean to the creative process and why they're so important and how certain projects can give us the opportunity to talk about things or in certain ways that we wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to do.
0: Yeah, she was dope, super fun, clearly like gets the tone of the show and just kind of like was rolling with us, had a blast.
1: I was and a she's very super smart.
0: I, I feel like she's like got a lot of tips or like at least like insight for people who are working full-time jobs and doing stuff on the side and just like she was awesome.
1: Insightful and entertaining.
0: Yes, uh, absolutely. And uh, you know, th- if you want to do things on the side, if you want to get things rolling, you know, one one way might be to check out uh, the Skillshare class I have called "Go Plus Do: uh, uh, Start a Creative Project That Matters." Of course, you may have heard me say before that is a little a little class I put together with friend of the show, episode thirty five, Jake Jorgovan. And uh, yeah, it's a really dope class. I really believe in the content. I think we got we're like we're just a couple away from a thousand students. It's really fun.
1: That's really exciting and well-deserved, man. It's an awesome thing, and it's really generous for you guys to do. Thanks, And Sammy. I appreciate yeah. the sponsorship of the show.
0: GoPlusDo.com. That'll get you there.
1: So thank you, GoPlusDo. Thank you, Grant. Uh, thank you, Tiffany Beverage, for a very entertaining episode. And thank you, listeners, as always. I hope you enjoy episode 68, Outlets.
0: All we needed <laughs> was a sample of your voice, and then we'll replicate it. And we'll, yeah, we have just, a robot do it for us. Yeah, okay. it's easier. We get kind of better answers. <laughs> oh, man, it's been a while. We've been on a bit of a hiatus. Mm. Uh,
1: we had been, yes. We had yes, been, yes. We had been. We jumped back into things with Barrett Brooks back again. That was fun. Sweet baby BB. A second. A first of seconds, the first time we ever had someone back on the show. Nice. It was our second first too, in
0: terms of guest uh, number. Or like it was because it was we've I had a guest before that was a first first, and then our second first was having a return guest. So yep. it was a second exactly, first and a first exactly. second.
1: Yes, well said. Thank you. Eloquently said as always, Grant. <clears throat> Do you have anything you want to ask? I'll ask you actually, Vince. Oh, please let me, because I've been
0: wondering about it. I've been sort of curious. We're just sitting here, sort of uh, shooting the shooting the shit, shooting the spit, as they say, the and, proverbial spit. <laughs> yeah, uh just chewing on the. What do they say? Chewing on the. Yeah, what do they say? Chewing it. We're chewing We're it. Chewing the fat. Oh, chewing, chewing the, the fat. fat yeah. Chewing the fat. And I'm wondering, what are you, Vince Kochi, putting your time into recently? What are you spending your hours on lately?
1: Oh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you asked twice in rapid succession uh i am back to work after traveling for just a little bit i had family from europe visiting and so i went home to see them that was a lot of fun but in the interim i've been putting my time into both freelance work uh for a cool uh kind of community agriculture farm called bluebird gardens keep me pretty busy and at work i'm working for a company that i really like a lot resound they do Hearing aid and other hearing technology. Uh, we're doing a website among some other sort of uh, mm. communications for them. Uh, so, I like yeah, to I like it. to
0: imagine that Bluebird Gardens is like a full brand you've blown out with the help of a designer, and it's it's just like a couple of um, a couple of plants like on your windowsill or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. No, it's it's one old woman, and she lives in my building, and she's got a window <laughs> garden, and she's got one plum plant that hasn't grown and in like six a, a years. And like a plastic bird in there yeah. that she, <laughs> yeah. it's blue, of course. And one of those pinwheels. Oh, it's lovely. Um, no, so that's keeping me busy. Grant, may I return the question to you and ask what you've been putting your time this Certainly, recently? Vince,
0: you may. Um, I just got back from Somerset Music Festival, which was kind of a shit show as far as festivals go. I was so <laughs> unimpressed with like the professionalism. <laughs> Of it, but there was some really great music, and I got to do a weird, fun assignment for Green Room Magazine, which if you listen to the show, you'll know I do creative direction for, um, where I just like hung out. It was like, we're kind of testing out like a way to like report from a festival. And so I just hung out with these guys called Keys and Crates. They make sort of like, it's like one guy's on the keys, one guy's on the crates, as they say, the drums, and then another guy's like DJ, but uh, they make kind of trappy, Kind of fun. I mean, if you remember the song "Dum De Dumb-de-dumb, Dum," "Dum De Dum," "Dum Dum," "Dum." Oh, actually, I do. Yeah, yeah, the big you, bass. Now drop. that you
1: actually sing it, that helps.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah you're, you're welcome. No sarcasm. So I just like hung out with those guys, took some instant photos, and like reported on my time hanging with them all day, which was pretty fun.
1: Um, and then besides
0: that, and prepping, I'm heading out of town. As you know, this week gonna do a little LA trip, then New York. Maybe I'll see our guest. Wait, she's not in New York.
1: She's in Philadelphia. <laughs> on the road again. Those two, you know, neighboring metropolises, LA and New York. You know, just gonna pop down. I'll
0: probably just take an Uber from <laughs> yeah. LA. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. The overnight train. Um, that's awesome. You're always on the move, man.
0: You gotta keep moving, or you'll die. Is what my doctor said.
1: Oh, you're like from the movie Crank. You're like Jason. Yeah. Yeah. I need to, I need to continually move or I I will perish. Uh, Yeah. That's a pretty typical condition. (sighs) It's tough. Talking about keeping moving. Talking
0: about imaginary ailments or imagination. Oh
1: yeah. Imagination. Uh, We've got a really inspiring and cool guest who we've really been motivated to talk to. It's been on our calendars for a little while and we're both really excited about it. She's an very interesting person with a very interesting claim to popularity, and I think the topic's going to be really cool. Without further ado, we welcome Tiffany Beveridge from Philadelphia, the copywriter and proprietor of, I hope I get this right, uh, Quinoa, my imaginary, well-dressed toddler daughter.
0: Or, for the super fans, Muditid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks tiffany so much for joining us also thanks. a
0: side note i think okay are you familiar with uh sarah from yes and yes maybe yes not. yes Do you okay know my
2: friend
0: sarah oh she's a former guest and i had lunch with her last week she's a fantastic friend i think i don't know what i think she first introduced me to your site and i was like ah. fascinated by it okay cool i'm glad i pinned that correctly yes. yeah isn't sarah um, awesome
2: <laughs> i adore sarah sarah and i have been Long, long, long time e friends from way back in the prehistoric days of blogging. Yeah, and I'm just I have loved following all her success. She's just
0: yeah, she's pretty dope.
2: Amazing, fun. Yeah, so fun. yeah,
1: she's great. Uh, we're referencing for those at home who might not be familiar, Sarah von Bargen. Von Bargen, which another great last name. You two bonding not only <laughs> no wonder over your clever internet phenomenons, but your great <laughs> surnames. Uh, so may I do the honors, Tiffany, of asking, what have you been putting your time into recently?
2: Sure. Well, I am still a copywriter by trade. So a lot of my days spent, um, for my clients currently, um, two of my biggest clients are, um, spinoffs actually that came through quinoa. So that should be an inspiration to people out there, that your fun joke on the side can turn into real work. So uh, primary.com is one of them. It's a, spart- a startup that I've been working for for about nine months now. Um, they're a children's clothing company. So kind of uh. they anti-quinoa philosophy (laughs) Um, but they have a great sense of humor and they reached out to me after they saw the board so um, I'm having a lot of fun with them and then also So Cozy is a a children's uh, hair care line that started in Manhattan and they have kind of extended their line now and are rebranding on a national level so having a lot of fun with both of those brands that have kind of a totally opposite aesthetic of this imaginary world that I've created, but Mm. um, have a great sense of humor about them. And so we find that common ground.
0: And it seems that the common ground between the three is that they are all, dare I say, outlets of sort?
1: (laughs) Yes, I think I'm seeing where you're coming from, Grant. And you see where I'm going, Vince? Uh, I think so. Today, we're going to talk about outlets I was personally really drawn to what, were, what are we going with? Mew-de-de-de? Mew-de-de-de. Mew-de-de-de. Uh, <laughs> I was really drawn to your work because it not only was funny and charming, but it was a cool way to kind of express things both practically and kind of less practically, uh, that you might not have had otherwise. Uh, I know you mentioned in one article that I read that it kind of started because you only had two male boys, two male children. Just and you <laughs> Couple of young pups didn't, didn't have any good outlet to blog about cute female clothes that you saw or pin definitely. them on Pinterest. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I would be interested just to start if you would kind of explain my imaginary well-dressed toddler daughter and kind of the impetus for it and kind of what you stands for now.
2: Sure. Um, the easiest way I found to explain it because it is a bit complex. Um, I. I call it a Pinterest-based comic strip. So um, if people are familiar with Pinterest, um, it's a lot of images out there uh, that you can pin to your own board. And I was seeing a lot of images of really beautiful children's clothing. Um, And I've always been kind of a clothes horse my whole life. And I always imagined that I would have a daughter to dress someday. And I ended up instead with two great sons who don't care what they wear and, And so I would see these clothes on my Pinterest feed, and I thought, I have no claim to them. Like, what would I do? Where would I pin these? And so totally off (laughs) the cuff, I started a board called My Imaginary Well-Dressed Toddler Daughter because I needed somewhere to put these images. And then I started seeing more and more images that um, were really, like, over-the-top, highly highly editorial view, high fashion, couldn't imagine that anybody actually buys these clothes. And so my imagination just got the better of me. Like I wanted to keep these images, but then I had to add something to them. So I created this imaginary daughter and then it just spun into this imaginary life that she has and all of these imaginary friends and these situations that she finds herself in. So, you know, each each image that I find um, always always features quinoa, my imag- imaginary daughter, um, even if she's not actually in the picture, and I, I attach her name to any number of well dressed little girls that are of right. all ethnicities so it's and not all one ages. Specific girl, no, right? it's
0: quinoa is no. sort of she's a banner. An idea. That, yeah, yeah, she's an
2: idea. She's a concept. So she's in each one of them, and and then each one kind of is is a micro story that hopefully can kind of stand on its own. Although there are kind of some running jokes that run through through them.
0: I feel like it'd be good if you're listening to go peruse the Pinterest board that is mood today. Yeah. (laughs) It's just worth it. So hilarious. Like you're a fantastic writer, which I think Uh, is a big reason as to why this has been quote unquote successful. Like,
2: Oh, thank you. uh,
0: I'm curious. How old are your boys?
2: Uh, wow, they are seventeen and twelve.
0: Ooh, so okay, wow, so they're toddler daughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they're like familiar. Then obviously they can yeah. comprehend this thing. How do they feel about it?
2: Um, they were so not interested and so unimpressed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yes, yeah, flawless. Go boys, go. <laughs> um, cool. All right. So maybe now let's kind of peel back the layers on the topic at hand, which is. Outlets. Uh, I guess I'll just ask a really basic question right off the bat. Do you feel like my imaginary well-dressed toddler daughter is an outlet for you? And if so, in what ways or not really?
2: Well, it absolutely started as one. It was a complete creative outlet that was usually born at the end, you know, each little story was born kind of at the end of a long work workday. Um, I would be on Pinterest to look for uh, ideas for an old client that I had that I would blog for them. And so I would be on there kind of looking what's out there, what kind of ideas. Um, and so it was usually when I was kind of harvesting ideas that I would see these things and, you know, it had been a long day of working and doing kind of working for the man. And, I, you know, my my sense of humor just kind of kicked in at that moment. So it was something that kind of made me laugh. Um, and then it grew to make, you know, a handful of my friends that followed me on Pinterest laugh. And then all of a sudden it kind of went viral and, and made a lot of people laugh. So it was definitely something that um, came as a total surprise to me that anybody um, enjoyed it, that it took off, that they got the joke, really impressed me because it is a little bit cerebral because it is kind of all these different kids. Yeah. And, and so that was just thrilling and flattering that all of a sudden this thing that was just completely started as an inside joke took off. That was Sweet. like, oh, wow.
0: But yeah, it comes from a place of authenticity, obviously. And it's just like super palpable, I think, in most, I wasn't say works of art, but like anything that Creative someone's endeavor, expressing. So. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And you know I certainly never 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 would have thought it was the best idea that I had going at the time.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, but you throw them out there eventually something sticks to the wall as they say. Right, was right. there was there like a a moment zero like a spark like did someone murder friends Ferdinand? <laughs> in- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there
2: was a moment that was that I plugged my phone in to go to bed one night. And I woke up the next morning and had like a flood of notifications that people were following me on on Pinterest all of a sudden. I was like, what in the world is this? And I tried to backtrack it. And a couple of of prominent bloggers um, had tweeted about it. And it kind of started the spark. And I just kept like laughing it off. Like I could not believe that had happened. And about a week into it, and then about 10,000 followers, my husband was saying, you know, maybe you ought to do something with this. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you don't understand social media. Like, this is going to fizzle. Just wait.
1: (laughs) But the fizzle never came, right? And now you are an author of of a quinoa-inspired book, right? That is right. My book came
2: out um, last summer.
0: Yep. Sweet. That's super fun, right? I mean, as a writer, it seems like that's one of the Holy Grails.
2: Total dream come true. Just absolutely was a dream come true.
0: Start to finish. How has the toddler blogger community responded?
2: So surprisingly. (laughs) Hold on, I want to clarify.
0: I want to clarify. In my head, this was like (laughs) nine-year-old fashion bloggers. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. In my head also, when you blew up, it was like there was like a there was like a nine or ten-year-old girl who has a huge following who just like blew you up who thought quinoa was like a real person <laughs> and wanted to be friends with her.
1: But Sorry. that is actually a really good question. Did you get any pushback from the more serious mommy blogging community? Because there is a, a real hard They have some teeth. They have some teeth around. <laughs> yes.
2: They have some serious teeth. And I I feel pretty lucky that I have had very, very, very little negative feedback. I almost feel like I dodged what was probably coming to me rightfully, <laughs> but, um, I, I know it, it has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, I had a few emails, um, from people that, that, Thought it was mean, or or thought that a particular pin was um, distasteful, or something. And, yeah. and a couple of times they were right. Like I, <laughs> I certainly hadn't written it that way, but um, what they pointed out to me, I thought, oh yeah, I can see how <laughs> someone might take it that way, and I either edited it or took it down. But very, very few and far between. And in fact, putting the book together, um, I had to really collaborate with um, a lot of the people that. Uh, you know, like these fashion photographers and and oh, different yeah. brands that so allowed their images to be used. Yeah, wow. yeah, and they were surprisingly thrilled, excited, wow. publicized it. That could have been a nightmare, content. right? <laughs> yeah, it totally could. And and I, the only way I can explain it, and maybe it just makes me feel better, is that you know I I'm I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to to poke a little fun You're and, and fun. have a nice, harmless laugh. It's and, pretty and,
0: obvious. I feel like.
2: Yeah. I, I'm hoping that translates. You can taste it. You can taste it on the necessary.
0: copy.
1: Yeah, as, as exactly. They <laughs> no, I think it's actually pretty pertinent, and I don't mean to speculate, but I think people can sense when something is an outlet for someone else, and it's a means to convey something really like earnest, very uh, down to earth, and very relatable. And you wanted you. It started out not as a way to get followers. It started out as like you blowing off steam, you kind of having some fun at the end of your workday and i think people can really smell that and taste it and sense it and that's why they're drawn to it
0: yeah and okay. the
1: generosity too
0: i feel i feel like that's a thing that i think about a lot is like generosity and i think good creators who are like creating from an authentic place are being generous with it because they're giving it away they're like giving it up and even something that's like satirical or like like a parody or making fun or any of those it's like oh, this is like generous. They're like putting in time and energy and like their wit to this thing and you can feel it. It's like fun.
2: I love that because I know I feel that way about different people and different things that I read, whether it's funny or whether it's sincere. Like I, you know, there are people that you follow and you think, oh, I'm just so glad like yeah. that, that they're doing this, that they're putting Thank that you. out there, that they are, not <laughs> you know, they didn't decide to just be quiet that day.
0: Right. And you, I feel like it's really important to If there's an outlet you're plugged into, like, not even if you're not creating, if you're a consumer of it, I really, really try and let the person know that, like, I'm thankful they're doing it. Like, I mean, we talked about that a lot on our last episode with Barrett Brooks, which was he's been writing daily now, and Mm -hmm. they're incredibly thoughtful, incredibly kind. I mean, kind in that he's, like, researching them, and he's putting them out there, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't give a shit about, like, any sort of benefit beyond what he's doing, you know? I mean right. in terms of like he's he's not asking for anything from anyone else besides mm. maybe their attention and even that it's okay but it's just like that's generous and it's also I think a good uh motivator from a from the creation side and a good reminder to be like it's easy to not do anything and it's harder mm-hmm. to put stuff out there and sometimes you can be like you can feel like oh Am I, what am I doing this for? Like, am I doing this for right. uh, for like uh, like vanity or any sort of? But it's like, no, no, no. The truth is, it's selfish to keep it in because you have you have something to share with people, and it's it can have a really cool impact on people. So it's like, no, I'm being selfish. Here you go, world.
2: I, no, I I totally love that, and I had a few stories that you know just shocked me and humbled me. Um, kind of during the process of putting the book together, um, somebody wrote to tell me that you know, a friend of theirs was going through cancer treatment, things were not looking good. And every day the the posts that she would read would make her laugh. And sometimes that was the only time that she laughed each day. And I thought, are you kidding? Like my dumb little, you know, Pinterest page is, is making that big of a difference in someone's day. And, and when you kind of take a step back and look at it, you know, you know, you have your own experiences like that and it does mean a lot. And, and I'm so grateful that people do share. Yeah. And it makes me want to share more.
1: <laughs> that is, I mean, that's such a great thing. And that, I think, touches on a really interesting question that I was coming to anyway, but this is even, now it's even more pertinent. Outlets kind of by nature are ways for us to decompress. That's kind of what the word means even. It gives us an opportunity to do something that maybe we don't have time or opportunity to do otherwise. But when an outlet starts to gain speed and gain momentum and popularity there's almost, not necessarily, a pressure to kind of keep doing it. And it might not just be about you letting off steam anymore. Now, that's not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I just wanted us to talk about kind of that transition. Has quinoa, I'll shorten it, I'll be the abridged version, (laughs) has quinoa turned into something like that for you? Do you ever feel like it's more of an input than an outlet? Do you ever feel like it's a kind of job that you're kind of perpetually doing?
2: You know, it it absolutely started turning into that for me. And I've taken a little bit of a hiatus um, for the last few months because I didn't like that feeling. And I didn't yeah. think it was fair to what I had created. So I thought, I'm just going to step back from it for a little bit and give it a little time to settle so I can find that groove again. That's cool. Yeah. And, and, I, and I that was hard to give myself permission to do. Um, but it felt really important and I'm feeling more ready to go back to it and enjoy it the way that I did at the beginning.
0: And you realize, right, when you, you, you feel all this pressure to produce and put things out there and then you step back from it for a minute and you're like, wait, like nothing bad has happened. Like the world isn't ended. Like it's moving on without me. And frankly, it's okay. And now I can reapproach it when I'm ready to go. Like, That's
1: so true. It, it's been
0: like our show, right?
1: Absolutely. I was just going to make that same parallel. I think it's beyond okay. I think it's absolutely what you owe to your fans yeah you owe do. it to them because they're not going to enjoy the content if that joy if and we're that burnt fashion, out like yeah exactly they're not gonna it's not gonna have their same effect they want to be drawn to it because they'll know if, they the, sense if the if I the if the creative
0: outlet becomes a chore for you you can taste that too at, at, at least eventually i mean maybe you can fake it for a little bit but like when you when i'm not into it I, f- I feel like I'm pretty much always into the thing we're doing, Vince. Right? Oh, absolutely. And yeah, and I agree. Fr- frankly, when we've gotten a little bit tired, or it's like we have all these other things going on, and we're not going to be fully present and engaged, it's like let's not record. Let's <laughs> like, take a week off. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. 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 So I think yeah. that's actually okay. This is maybe an interesting thing to dig into. Is is the different? I think uh, parties involved in your thing, and you know, for example, if you have sponsors. If you have people who are paying for your thing, you know, if, if you turn your outlet into a commercial entity and now you owe people more than the free content that is completely generous and it's now an exchange of, of money beyond ex- attention and time, like that's kind of interesting because, I mean, even with us, right? I mean, that was kind of a thing because, you know, we had a, we had t- talking with quite a few sponsors and it was like there are expectations around that and it's almost like it's not worth it for us at that time because... If we lose, uh, if if we're beholden to them, and then we lose sight of the audience, which is the only thing that matters, and us, which is the other only thing that matters. Wait, there's two only things. But uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's a weird pressure, and it's like kind of you you have this pressure to ramp the thing up to legitimize it to you know make it be your thing, but then also like you you can get caught up in it, and it's like kind of a dangerous now who 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 are you who do you owe what <laughs> and why are you doing it? I agree. It?
2: Yeah. I agree, and, yeah. and I think it also lead you to that point when you have to look at a project and something that you've really enjoyed and say, you know, is this something that I just let it be what it was for the time or is it something that, that is great that can go on forever? And, you know, those are questions that I have not encountered creatively until this. And, and so it's just interesting to, and I think giving yourself that space lets you make a better decision about it. Yeah. Um, and I still adore quinoa, so I don't think I, I don't think I can lay a dress, but, great. um, but yeah, yeah, I agree. And and on Pinterest, I happen to choose the one kind of social media forum that has no – you know, there's no way to monetize.
1: Yeah, true, Pinterest. true. <laughs> Sweet move. I think maybe so. preemptively pretty wise, right? Even yeah. though you didn't re- realize it, it's kind of kept the candor that was alive in Quinoa from the beginning. And you monetize it in a different way, right? I mean not that like – I, yeah, I mean, it like,
2: was able to get a book out of yeah. it, which is incredible, and 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 really kind of a, a great way to keep it pure because that's a separate thing that was built off of it, and it's yeah. and it's brought me work that was built off of it. But I haven't ever had to write a sponsored post.
1: Thank you God. I mean, yeah, right. Th- those usually feel yeah. like crap. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, you know,
1: as someone who sometimes writes them for a living, <laughs> yeah. you know exactly. <laughs> Um, So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about a different maybe definition of the word outlet. When I initially encountered quinoa uh, through an article and then I checked out the Pinterest board for myself, I originally kind of had these glasses on with lenses that were satirical. I thought maybe this was kind of uh, tongue-in-cheek poking holes in the hyper-fashionable, image-obsessed, not to mention health-food-obsessed, Culture of 2015, uh, outlets can sometimes be a way for us to satirize or criticize or just talk about things that we wouldn't have a chance to otherwise. Have you ever felt that quinoa is an outlet in that way?
2: You know, for sure. But it was at a subconscious level. I was never, mm. you know, sitting down to say I'm going to make a comment on society <laughs> in in this way or that. Um, it was just kind of what was filtering out, and maybe. That's part of being a copywriter and spending your days trying to think of ways to connect with a consumer and and doing this or that. You know, I I can look at this from a psychological standpoint and, and see maybe it came from that place. So I think I obviously have ideas and opinions about these different things, but I'm also conflicted because... I am genuinely a fan of these images. Um, Uh I eat quinoa and kale Uh (laughs) for dinner every day. You know, (laughs) so um, it's you know maybe it's my ambivalence kind of playing out. Where I think anything taken to an extreme deserves to be you know poked at and and but I also you know it's it's also fun to laugh at ourselves. Like it's so easy to start taking yourself so seriously with things that you are passionate about that you know, I've always lived in a space where I laugh at myself. I, you know, the people around me, we laugh at ourselves and that makes it easier to kind of see things for what they are. So I think it comes from that place too.
0: I mean, it's similar, I think, realizations and themes within the show, even I just, there's so many parallels for us, but it's like, I think at a certain point we talked about Vince, it was like, I was like, uh, let's like not let this get too serious. Like these are really serious and important topics we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But frankly, like if we can't fuck around and like say fuck, for example, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like we're, you know, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, it's like right. if we
1: can't laugh at it, uh, if we can't have fun doing it, and if we can't have the people that join us have fun with us, then honestly, we're not doing it for the right reasons.
0: I feel sure. like people get super twisted about this too because okay, if we look at outlets as any project, every project is an outlet of some sort. Okay. Whether that's uh, a thing you do for your job or it's a thing outside of your job, I feel like there's this weird energy or weird pressure for everyone doing some form of outlet to ramp it up, to commercialize it, to legitimize it. And I feel like I, I wish there was more uh, more acceptance and and even encouragement of people to have it be what it is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like everyone who has mm-hmm. some idea now needs it to be a startup. And they're like mm-hmm. putting together a stupid fucking business Turn it plan. Into a
1: brand. Yeah, it's like, no, mm-hmm. just
0: let this be the thing that you're trying to make. Like, actually, I think uh, a podcast that I really respect. Sorry, this is funny. I was just reaching out, like grabbing Vince <laughs> on the shoulder. I was like, Vince! <laughs> this is another of our classic visual gags
1: here on 10,000 yeah. Hours.
0: But I think of a podcast I really enjoy is Topics with Michael Ian Black and Michael Showalter, mm. which is now, I think, probably defunct forever. Yes, it's it, it,
1: run its course its and way. they
0: let it be. You know, and mm-hmm. and they never had I don't well, I guess maybe they had sponsors but it was like a brief uh, it was like of, a
1: flirtation <laughs> yeah, and a like, joke in <laughs> and of itself. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, because that that joke could never last long. They had what like Two sort of seasons, two like bouts, yeah, of like productivity. 50, 50
0: episodes, and basically make, that,
1: frankly. making
0: fun of podcasting, essentially. It yeah. was, <laughs> it's like, wow. It, but it was impressive that they did that. And it was
1: also impressive that they let it die. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Because I was a huge, I was a super fan. And really, I kind of lost interest yeah, like, yeah. Near, in, like, halfway through. And there's, it's just like so much that can happen. A good self
0: awareness yeah, to shut exactly. it down. Exactly.
1: And they didn't try to like make topics the TV show afterwards. right? Mm-hmm.
0: And this is, why we're here is to tell you that quinoa needs to die. We're done
1: with. <laughs> Sorry. No, just kidding. This isn't no, an invention. It, it actually seems like it's on the upswing. Yeah, it's in great. that respect, how do you think this outlet has changed for you uh-huh. from a content perspective over the? And it's been a couple of years now, right?
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah, I think I started writing. The post in eleven or twelve. It's it's been around for a while.
1: Yeah. So in the four years, has Quinoa herself changed at all?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Is she aged. She's yeah. It's it's felt like um like a, a archaeologist. I feel like I have a little one of those little tiny brushes, and I'm brushing away sand, and I get a layer, and I go, oh, that's what she's like. But she's kind of a. I like to describe her as a lovable tyrant. She's just <laughs> kind of awful but also you like her and you want to kind of hang out with her Mm -hmm. um so yeah she's definitely evolved from being kind of like this idealized perfect child to being kind of this very strong type a um like i said tyrant who just kind of steamrolls everyone in her path because she's going to tell them exactly what they need to do and obviously it's the right thing and you know
1: yeah so that's really interesting i wonder why she changed from a more precocious maybe altruistic type of child to the lovable tyrant that you describe is it was it a conscious choice was it responding to what kind of posts were succeeding was it a desire for her to change you know inwardly or did you kind of just let it go with the flow and evolve how it evolved
2: completely just went with the flow. Most, most, this is going to sound strange, but most of the posts were written in probably less than 10 minutes time. Um, It was something that just, I would see a picture that I really liked. I would kind of craft a story in my head. I would write a draft. I would read it out loud. I would trim it as much as I felt I could. I would read it out loud again and I'd hit publish. And that was the whole process. So Nothing was calculated with her. Um, sometimes it was the pictures, the images themselves, that kind of lent themselves to um, a new aspect of the story or a new aspect of her that I thought, oh yeah, I could add that in. And then I think I learned, as all writers do, that the most interesting characters are the ones that are complex. So having just a perfect child is not that interesting. If she's, you know, if if she's seen through a lens of she's perfect but she's actually awful, well, that's a lot more interesting.
0: Totally, yeah, <laughs> it's, fun. I agree as well. It's fun to hear that about the evolution a little bit. I'm wondering, just as far as an outlet goes, has the motivation evolved? And so, I guess I kind of see outlets. There's a, a parallel with mediums, you know. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it, you sort of switched into a book. You know, mm-hmm. are there other mediums? So I guess the, the sort of two part question is like, has the motivation changed in terms of what the outlet is to you? You know, it started out as a purely Fun thing for you to just do and sort of get some steam off in the fashion mm-hmm. toddler, like mm-hmm. basically resenting your two boys wanting a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, Let's but
2: be clear. I adore them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. But, but yeah, and frankly, if you had a daughter, it would. She'd never live up to quinoa. <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, so have your motivations for continuing the project changed? And you know, are there more mediums you're exploring or interested in exploring with the project?
2: So. It- Yes, yes and no. Um, you know, the book obviously was uh, something that came about that I was very excited about. And it seemed like an easy way to translate it and kind of make that jump. And it was really, really important to me and to my publisher, Running Press, that it be original content in it, not just everything that you've seen already for free on the Pinterest board. So it's, it's all fresh, all new, um, including like some longer chapters about her life or her, her life lessons. Sweet. Um, cool. So that was really important and really fun. And and a lot of the character development kind of came there when, in you know, instead of working with two sentences of a story on these, um, Pinterest posts to, you know, a thousand words in a chapter. Um, so that was really fun to work with. Um, I have been in talks about turning it into a TV show. I, I don't know that that would happen. Um, mm-hmm. and it was fun to kind of think about how, what it might look like and how that might play out. Um, and, and it's weird to see something that was such a a pure kind of brainchild kind of move out into this wider space where other people start having opinions about it and, and what it might look like and, and all of a sudden see your characters talked about through some, you know somebody yeah. else talking about them like they've sat with them and here's what they would do with them. And so that was all very new and also um, exciting and unsettling at the yeah. same time, kind yeah. of the and I'm thrilled where things are at and, and had it turned into a TV show and if it did, um, I think what I've learned is that you either have to decide you're either all in or you're ready just to give it away yeah. and see what becomes of it because I don't think a middle ground would feel
0: Yeah. This okay. The, the middle ground you're describing reminds me of the story of the shit my dad says, guys.
1: Oh yeah. yeah so I've
0: I've heard them on a, on a few different podcasts talking about. I uh, think I think Nerdist Writers Panel or something. Like I'm I really love writers. So like, we had Sonny Leon, <laughs> yep. a great writer, episode sixty five worth yeah. yeah. checking out. Um, but um, uh, yeah, they were like talking about how they sort of it was their first show and they were I think they. Maybe they weren't show running, but they no. I think one of them was show running. At at any rate, that show sucked. (laughs) Like it was just (laughs) really bad. And the but the content in the original form of shit my dad says, like the Twitter feed, and yeah, fantastic, hilarious, millions, right? But then they tried to translate it, and I, I think it's possible to translate. But they were moving into a new medium, and I don't. I think they were all in in their heads, but maybe yeah. they weren't all in because they didn't quite quite have the clout or the knowledge of the yeah. industry and of like how to do that thing, and it sort of fell on its face.
1: It turned out yeah. real no, sour.
0: not their fault, not like no, no. no. yeah, yeah. It's no, a, it's a I kind of totally dangerous, see. right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I can totally see how it happens, and I think unless you had a background in whatever medium it's moving into, you really face this question of like, you know, do you hurt the project by? Saying I have to maintain creative control and I have to be in this, yeah. you know, but you don't have exactly the right toolbox to, to make it happen, um, or you just have to let it go. Like, you know,
0: yeah. I mean, but if, if you work with a sweet, cord. if you work with a sweet collaborator who is like, yeah, gonna like, I think of like a Jillian Flynn and David Fincher. There's a yeah, fantastic there combination where the 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 person who's the expert in the medium will bring it to life because. She is, a, you know, a master, yeah, and right. she will respect. But
1: certainly, and I think at the end of the day, it comes down to make just making sure everyone's on the same page with their motivation.
0: And we can all agree, sure. my imaginary well-dressed toddler daughter way better than shit my dad says. <laughs> yeah, that was the point I was really we'll getting go on at. the record,
1: that's what really this whole episode has been building towards: is that they're hacks and you're great. Um, well, I hope, I, <laughs> I hope we get to be on Quinoa Cast when first yeah, Quinoa Cast. On. Yeah,
2: oh, there you God. go. You know? That would
0: be fun though to like to like improv act out like Quinoa's life. Like that is something where it could like translate or like at least evolve. Like if anything
1: it'd make one hell of a one-off skit. Would, yeah, I'd one episode for that pretty easily. Um, speaking of one-offs,
0: speaking of one-offs,
1: speaking of. <laughs> Rolling on,
0: rolling the on, and we're sort of trying to pick up the steam on
1: these wheels of ours. This that suffices. We'll I think. strap strap on those old boots. <laughs> That's, yeah, it turned out pretty good. All right. Um. Every week we like to take a break from talking about the topic to talk about the off-topic topic, which is a topic that has nothing to <laughs> do with the topic. not
0: the topic. The topic is the topic that we're talking about, and then this topic is off-the-topic, so it's a different
1: topic. Right. So we kind of just uh, take a break. It's and a new topic. Our outlet to have kind of a funner conversation Yeah, is Funner. This. It's more funner.
2: Funner. I know, I almost corrected you, more fun.
1: I am a, I'm a writer. He's a writer. They, they pay me to do that. He's this. not a speaker,
0: he's a writer. <laughs> yeah, well said. He doesn't speak of the words. <laughs> he, he say words, not great, but right words, words good. Real good right words. Um,
1: this week we're talking about rollerblading as our off-topic topic. Oh my topic. gosh. <laughs> so Tiffany, let me ask you, do you rollerblade?
2: I have owned a pair of rollerblades. I do not currently rollerblade. <laughs>
1: okay. Is it because of political reasons? Or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly.
2: I, no, I am pro rollerblading. Okay, so um, you're supporting
0: Bernie Sanders in the coming election. <laughs> okay. Of course. Okay. Of
2: course. No, I don't think anybody who knows me well would think that that would be um, a strong point for me,
1: would um, be rollerblading. Coordination-wise?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Are you not, do you have not the best natural balance?
2: You know, no, I'm pretty good. Like just standing on one foot in, in place, but like when you involve movement, it's we yeah, it's a all whole up other ramps. dimension, quite yep. literally. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Uh, Grant, how would, do you do you blade? Oh, by the way, I'll take this opportunity to apologize for all off-brand inline skate <laughs> out there because I'm referring to them as roller blades, which is a brand uh, of inline skate. Vince, here's what I like to do when I blade. I grabbed some Kleenex, okay? I'm following
0: you. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, yeah, so I'm not going to name names, but somebody left a pair of blades at my college house like three years ago, four years ago, however long it's been, and I've been using them since to great success. I, I'm a I'm a hockey player, so I... Or, uh, th- yes. Th- th- is one ever natural. a former hockey player? I don't really play anymore. You but You play for
1: life, my friend. There it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm a pretty good blader. It came naturally to you. Yeah i'm curious yeah so i love bladen uh bladen as we say <laughs> oh, wow uh also i really love the film blade runner just oh, aside yeah. no it doesn't have a lot of bladen but
1: they, they don't ride too many blades in that
0: uh, I'm, I'm trying to think i also ooh, this is fun <laughs> i grew up very very near a place called this <laughs> a place a place called the skating place which was a was a blading and skating joint with laser tag and pizza.
1: Oh, a roller rink, if you will. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was
0: fantastic. What a treat! It was also very trashy, and they had like a KCLD, which you won't be familiar with, but it's like kind of a trashy radio station locally in Minnesota here. It is. Yeah, <laughs> and they would always host these. What do they call them, aftershock? Ugh, it's like a <laughs> I'm nightmare. Laughing at just imagine. It's what just that a nightmare be. of like. Seven to seventh grade to like eleventh grade or something. I mean, if you were there past ninth grade, it was like kind of scary. That's the reason it was scary because those <laughs> people were still showing That's up That's amazing. Yeah, I miss That's it. I've I, I actually was talking about with my sister recently, who like takes a lot of photos, and I've been getting a lot more into photography the last couple of years. About like doing a sort of a jokey shoot there when we go back to to visit the parents. I think it'd be kind of fun.
1: Grant, I think you and I should do an unironic visit to the Aftershock and wind up on some government watch lists. <laughs>
0: oh some more government watch lists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
1: if you're listening, NSA, we're just kidding. NSA, TSA,
0: JK. <laughs> Ooh. That
1: was my... I, that was a pretty good I hate one. to
0: call it out, but that was my that was best good. acronym like flow really to date.
1: <laughs> Typically, they're, they're kind of train wrecks. Um, I don't personally... You Blade, don't? No, no. Blade. I don't blade. I don't skate well in general. Yeah, I, I have a coworker. Who I could have guessed teamwork. that. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks, Grant. I
0: don't even mean it offensively, man. I just mean it realistically. No, I know. I wouldn't expect you to be a good player.
1: You'd, you'd expect. <laughs> I would directly. expect a
0: fantastic dancer of you,
1: Grant. But don't put you'd skates on you. Yeah. No, no worries. No, I would. I'm not good at that at all. I'm not actually very coordinated or balanced. I'm not a very elegant person. Um,
0: but you are an eloquent person. You are, you're, you're well spoken.
1: Yes. It's but, funner to talk. good <laughs>
0: It's uh, it's funner to make good speak than it is to speak good, may Uh I'm wondering, does quinoa has she ever laced up the old skates or blades?
2: Gosh, yeah, not, not that I am aware of Did she ever Can sneak things mother? from
0: her parents? Does she Could ever does she steal things? No, sneak things. Like I, I think of like, does she ever like do things her parents don't know about, like sneak out and go skating? Of course she does. Nice. Of course hey, she
1: does. That lovable little tyrant. I can see the quinoa do. sports line with little oh, wrist yeah. guards and knee pads and a little stylish helmet that doesn't mess up your hair.
0: Side note, is quinoa like trademarked? Like, can quinoa the thing come after you?
2: No, no, because Sweet. it's just a general name. Of That's like a
1: saying kale. It, yeah. Kale's not yep. a brand. Okay. I think the pork lobby would try to put that... Rule to the test They're pretty They're pretty fast and loose With the lawsuits Ah. Um, But we're getting down A whole different thing Big quinoa Pork lobbies You know (laughs) Um, (laughs) Any final thoughts On Bladen?
2: Gosh I don't know Would you blade again? Oh yeah Like you've given me the itch I want to go strap a pair on it Uh,
0: We always like to suggest Like a potential activity For our guests That is very unlikely To (laughs) actually happen But If we are in the same city Perhaps a Bladen sesh
2: Totally. Maybe I would just wear one and just kind of like push it like a skateboard.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I think you'd go in circles. I'm not a (laughs) physicist, but I don't think that's exactly... That's more of like a
0: scooter activity, I think. (laughs) But hey, all right, hold on. There's an idea. Maybe we go razor scootering.
2: (gasps) I would totally... I am... All right. We should have actually...
1: We should have talked about scootering. I think on this.
0: Uh, hold on. Should we? Okay. Our editor will have deleted this, and then now let's <laughs> lead into. <laughs> perfect. Vince, let's cut this one on the sharp edge that is Razor scooters. This week's off-topic topic. And we are endorsing another brand again. What oh are we wow! Doing
1: here? Shit. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks for your, honestly pretty insightful rollerblading conversation. Top-notch OTT. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I love Tiffany.
2: off-topic topic. Yeah, they, Yeah, it's
1: an outlet for us.
0: <laughs> it is. And perhaps we should consider wrapping the show just into the off-topic topic. Maybe <laughs> we skip all the other stuff and, and we say this week's off-topic topic is just at, at the top of the show.
2: I love that. We'll try that. We should out. have a show full
1: of off-topic topics.
0: Oh, dude. What if it was like it's a... It's
1: called the first 20 episodes of our show. <laughs> well, <laughs> well played. <laughs> but But I would like to jump back into things for some last thoughts with two questions that we like to ask our guests. Um, And if you, Tiffany, want to just answer these in order, that would be very gracious of you. The first question is, how can those who are listening to our show now support you and support the work that you do? And secondly... Support quinoa, really. Yeah, how can they support quinoa? That impoverished little (laughs) child. (laughs) Forget Uh, her, support me, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And secondly, if you wanted our listeners to take one thing away from your time on the show, what would you want it to be?
2: Mm. I love both of those questions. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see. If they wanted to continue to support me and Quinoa, um, there is a book for sale. And actually, if you have the book... And you like the book? I would love more kin or more Amazon reviews. The more you get, the better you do. So we have some great ones already, and I'm so grateful for all of those. And I it has changed the way like every time I buy something on Amazon, I'm going back in. I loved my yeah. We, we truly spiralizer. appreciate
0: those <laughs> reviews too. I know in iTunes it can be really helpful. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, it makes a huge. But this difference. is
0: about you. This isn't a about us
2: so yeah so follow you know follow me on Pinterest follow me on uh, Instagram um, Twitter wherever you like to get your quinoa follow me there get the book go to Whole
0: Foods go to
2: Whole
1: Foods
0: Tiffany will be there walking around follow her
1: Uh, yeah, we'll and we'll show notes each and every one of those potential outlets, so you can get <laughs> all the quinoa you want. Go back for seconds. Oh, I have greatly enjoyed my introduction. Your to serving quinoa. of quinoa. Yes, it was great. I really, in all honesty, though, it was really great. I think the people who listen to our show will enjoy your content. They'll as eat well, it up. So. Oh, well,
2: thank you, thank you. So the second question, my takeaway? I I think the biggest thing I learned um, that I hope would be a takeaway message for others is. Always be putting your ideas out there. You have no idea which one is going to stick and take off. Um, we're often not a good judge of our own stuff. I certainly learned that. This was something that was just something fun and silly in my head, and, and it really took off and opened a lot of doors for me. So, uh, you know, you you can't have an idea get out there if it's not out there. So just keep on putting it out there and and you never know whose day you're brightening and you never know what will come of it. And the internet has an amazing way of kind of finding unique new ideas and sharing them very well. So just keep at it.
0: Hell yeah. And if I could echo that idea of ab, ab piat. (laughs) <laughs> Always be putting your ideas out there, that classic acronym that we like to use on the show. <laughs> hey, guys. At Piat this week. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but right, I, just to echo again and reiterate what I was saying before, It's I think a good frame of mind is to be like, well, what, what is more selfless here? Or, or what is more selfish here? To share the thing I'm making or to not. And I think ultimately ship it, right?
1: Absolutely. Especially if... If it's doing you good to already think about it and to, you know, maybe capture the idea in a more Mm. casual sense, writing it down, playing it out in your head, you're not, you're absolutely not losing anything by putting it out there because at the very least it will just echo and you can sit back and listen to your own feedback. But potentially your outlet could be the inspiration for a lot of other people's work and you, I wouldn't want to say you owe it to the creative world to do it. But uh, I think a lot of people would have that thought resonate with them
0: or you at least owe it to yourself, right even, even if the outlet is just for you that's a fantastic starting place, right If it resonates it with really you is. it will probably resonate with other people.
2: It really is and it's it's practice. The more you do it, the easier it is the more you kind of learn about yourself in the process. it's just I, I think there's so much to be gained by even the process of just hitting publish, just hitting submit. Yes. You know, into the ether. Dude, if no I, one ever reads it. I've
0: mentioned this before, but the there's this. Th- this is even more, like that's definitely a thing. And I I do some writing too, and I do less so that I publish, but some blogging. Like that's a fantastic way when you have to hit publish. Wow, yeah. what a great way to like see how it feels. But I will say the the very very visceral like. Thing i can the palpable sensation i get is when i'm showing people video work edits mm. and you're sitting there with them and literally i don't even i don't need them to say anything i just need to be sitting there with them i don't even need mm. to see their reaction but it like puts my face right there and i can feel it when it's not great what like I love that. I, you yeah. can just see like it's just the fact that you are there with the person and you're like you're being vulnerable and showing it it's just like you yep. uh, it's just a mirror you're like oh oh, this isn't actually good. No, <laughs> now that I have someone sitting here, it. I realize it. It's incredible. It's like awesome feeling.
2: I agree. That's really true.
1: Oof. Well, Tiffany, allow me then to thank you on behalf of me and Grant and over 100,000 of your fans <laughs> for hitting publish when you did. Uh, oh. I think Quinoa is a great gift to the internet and the <laughs> yeah, creative community. It and is. we hope she keeps on giving. Uh, with that, I would ask one more request of sure. you, Tiffany.
0: Maybe we could have quinoa sign us off. I, well,
1: <laughs> you've never spoken as quinoa in your no voice. No pressure, have you? but I want
0: I'd be t- curious to friend. hear. I'd be curious to hear the outlet of that, though. I'm not saying it has to like live on forever as the voice <laughs> of quinoa, but just like what it would sound like to you. Uh, oh, gosh.
1: wait for Vince. it, wait for it. But
0: Vince, you well, have a request.
1: Go ahead. Oh, yeah, well, my request, and if you want to say it as quinoa, that seems scary, but potentially cool, um, we like our guests to sign us out every week uh, with our mantra, which is very close to what you said, hitting publish. In our words, it's ship it. And so if you just want to give us a resounding ship it in whosoever voice comes to you naturally, (laughs) We would be eternally. Grateful. Our
0: hearts would flutter.
2: Well, I'll tell you this: it, when I imagine Quinoa's voice, she sounds like a thirty-eight-year-old woman speaking out of a three-year-old's body. Hey. So it's going to sound just like this. Ship it. Okay.